the network you love. This is the VA Talk Show, where VAs talk the walk. Bandwidth is provided by VANetworking.com, your online community for VAs all over the world. Welcome to episode four of the VA Talk Show, where VAs talk the walk. And speaking of virtual assistants that talk the walk, a big high five goes out to Karen Reddick of VNEServices.com. Karen is a VA in Colorado who this past week was a star in the NBC Today Show. And if you haven't seen it, watch it. It gives all virtual assistants wonderful exposure about our businesses. I'll put the link up to this video on our VA Talk Show notes, so don't miss it. Catch it there. And what a spectacular break this is for virtual assistants around the world as it begins to bring us more recognition and credibility. Hopefully, tons of business owners watch the show and will now realize how they can streamline their administrative tasks with the VA, saving them time and money too. Speaking of excellent marketing, we have Joan Stewart, the publicity hound, joining us today to give us a lesson. Plus, virtual assistants, you will be here to tell us all about their VA organization. Brent is here to babble me up about Firefox extensions, and Carrie is back to discuss with me why it is webwise to outsource your SEO. A great lineup, and hope you enjoy. Bringing the virtual industry news closer to you with today's VA Industry Spotlight. Joining with us today as our VA Industry Spotlight is Phyllis Jordan from a Virtual Assistance U. Virtual Assistance U is the benchmark for VA training. Virtual assistants desiring to launch a practice in the virtual assistant industry rely on the standard of excellence provided by VAU's expert coaching and training. You can catch their website at www.virtualassistanceu.com, and that's the letter U after virtual assistance. You will also find information, their link, and everything else on our VA talk shows at the end of the show. So today, straight from the VAU Training Center, we have Phyllis Jordan joining us to give us the inside scoop on VAU. Hi, Phyllis. How are you? Hi, Tanya. I'm so delighted to be here on the program today. Thank you for having me. I'm really glad you joined us today. It was a real pleasure meeting you and your whole group down in Dallas at the conference last October. That was mutual. I know. You guys are the most energetic and full-of-life bunch and very inspiring and motivational. So it was really fun getting to meet you finally. Thank you. And I just had a birthday, so that's really motivating. Happy birthday. Happy birthday! Readers have been wanting to know more about VAU. That's why you're here today. And I'd love for you to tell us more about what your mission and visions are for VAU. Okay, well, just to reiterate the introduction, VAU is an online global virtual training community of the Jordan Group. And although we're physically located in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area, VAU prepares VAs from all over the world uh, to establish a virtual assistance business. And this training takes place in our globally uh, voice interactive meeting room. And uh, that's how we reach and train our students. So it's a meeting room online then, right, Phyllis? Yes, in the virtual assistance U. And our mission is to deliver a high-quality, affordable virtual assistance training that 
results in a unique individualized virtual assistance practice for each of its student, of our students. So Phyllis, what does set VAU apart from other training programs out there? One of the things that sets VAU apart from some of the other coaching and training options, we were established seven years ago by the late Dr. Janet Jordan, mm-hmm. who founded VAU, and VAU was built upon Christian values. Janet had a tremendous desire to help people succeed in life. And uh, she was not just a virtual assistance practitioner, but she had a love of helping people to achieve success. And it was from that mindset that she established the school. The instructors and coaches at VAU, they share that same spirit that Janet created seven years ago. And one of the things that I'm very proud to say about Virtual Assistance U is that many of the industry leaders today are actually graduates from our training school. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah, a lot of the uh, key people in the industry today, we're very proud to say that they're VAU graduates. Well, I I do know when I first became, well, knew what virtual assistance was about. I actually called Janet and I talked to her a couple of times and she was so supportive. She didn't know me from Tom, Dick or Harry, yet she spent like probably half an hour every time I call her on the phone and she was so generous with her time. And and then just meeting you guys down there, you're all so supportive and everything that I really support the VAU training program. It's got to be fabulous. Well, and I think that we also feel very much as Janet did. We want our students to be, you know, we want people to come to the school for the VA training, but more importantly, we realize that they're there to receive the information and the education mm-hmm. that they need in order to be successful in their practice. So are there actual critical requirements that a prospective student should possess prior to pursuing VA training? I would say so. Okay. Uh, first of all and foremost, an individual must have a desire to help other people succeed in their business. Mm-hmm. So it's not just about making money. Of course, we're all in business to make money. But it's important that a person is motivated beyond money in yes. terms of building the client's business. And by doing so, they will also be able to enjoy a, a, a lucrative career in this area. I think it's also important that a person has a high degree of proficiency in their craft and that they're professional. They should possess interpersonal skills as well as customer service skills. And it's also extremely important that they have that entrepreneurial spirit. I don't think everybody is cut out to have a home-based business, but for those that are excited about the opportunity to sort of set their own goals and be in charge of their own destiny. I think those are all qualities that will certainly help a person who's decided to make a virtual assistance practice their business. They need those qualities in order to be successful. Mm-hmm. And, and excitement for what you want to do and, and a love for it is so crucial in your success. You know, and I think that as with any other occupation, it's great if you can actually do what you love. Mm -hmm. You know, because if you can do what it is that you love, the money will come. Oh, yes. The money will come. So 
being excited and about having your own business, setting your own hours, I mean, the freedom that comes with being a VA, having that ability to stay at home with your family or to organize your business around other things. And so you're not so much living to work, you know, or, or maybe I'm wanting to say working to live. Right. You can in- increase your enjoyment in life. When you have control over your own destiny. Yes. One thing about being excited, you want to align yourself with people that make you excited too. And your group, I, I know when I was down in Dallas, you were so much fun and so full of sheer excitement and energy and everything that just learning from you has got to be really exciting time. Well, I think the, the added advantage for our students is that we try to cultivate a family yes. environment and atmosphere so that... When the student walks away as an alumni from VAU, they're not just walking away with their destination as a GVA, but being a part of the school, they will continue to be part of the networking family of VAs. And that's a very good benefit that you have after you're done the school as well. Well, that's true, because sometimes Mm -hmm. when you're working independently, you can sort of feel isolated, and uh, knowing that you have your fellow graduates to collaborate with or to um, get involved in networking. And sometimes you may be in a position to contract some of that work out or to just to share. That's the, that's the, the type of environment that we want to cultivate with our, our current students and also with our students in the future. And you use some type of online community system to uh, keep everyone networked together, don't you? Yes, we have a new um, networking forum that's up and running, and um, VAs who are presented with a particular problem or issue that would like to spring some of their concerns off or share, uh, get answers or solutions to some of the problems that they have. It's a wonderful resource, wonderful resource of networking and sharing. And they have that forever, ever. Yes, it's available. Uh, any VA graduate is an automatic member, and all they need to do is log on and get their uh, password information. And that way they can stay in touch with their fellow classmates and just be kept abreast of the latest trends in the industry. Mm-hmm. Now, now, speaking of the classes themselves, do you offer scholarships or tuition assistance for them or anything? Why, yes, we do. I'm glad you asked that. We target organizations that are helping financially disadvantaged individuals, and we offer tuition assistance for their clients. And an organization might be such that deals with domestic abuse victims. Uh, We did offer assistance to some of the victims of Katrina. We recently offered Vanna. Uh, two full scholarships for the year for your members. Yes. So we're excited to see some of those come through our doors. And members of your organization are also entitled to a 20% discount off of our 20-week training course. So uh, we do have financial assistance available where needed. And and I want to thank you very, very much for that. We are going to offer these two scholarships probably very soon this next one and then one in the fall and we'll wrap it around some type of essay contest that sounds different yeah just something so that we can read and and see who really really wants to uh, attend and and their reasonings i thought it would be interesting i think so too that's a very good way to 
to uh, launch that. And also, even if you don't win that, you can still go there with the 20% discount. That's going to be a real discount for our members. And thank you so very much, Phyllis. (laughs) Well, we appreciate your... To be honest with you, when I went to Dallas, you were one of those persons that stood out immediately. (laughs) And, you know, it doesn't take long when you're in a crowd of people to identify those individuals that really do provide exceptional service. And that was very evident in just your presence there. And I'm not saying that because you've given me airtime to say it, but I'm sincere in that. Oh, thank you very much. It it, it was just fun meeting everyone down there. And your daughter, she loves her VA Dallas still? She certainly does. (laughs) I think she had on your ornament the other day, as a matter of fact. She eyed them all week. All yes. weekend she was eyeing them. I thought, I've got to give her one by the end of the show. <laughs> well, she was really excited about it, and I just want you to know that she actually does use it. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay, so uh, back to the VAU. Is the training suitable for VAs that have already started a VA business? Yes, it is. Um, about 15% of our students are practicing VAs. Maybe they started their business without formal training. And many individuals can launch a VA practice without formal training, but we recommend that people make the investment into their business by obtaining the training. And when you have the destination as GVA, Graduate Virtual Assistant, that does set you apart from other people in the industry. Uh, One of our more recent success stories with a um, current VA, she had been practicing in her business part-time for about two years. But after attending the 20-week training course, after about two months, this is after her graduation, she was able to uh, retain enough clients to go full-time for herself. Oh, that's wonderful. Now, what would she have done without you guys? (laughs) I guess she'd still be working part-time in another full-time job for someone else. Well, you know, they, they say that like a car that should be oiled regularly, your mind should be educated constantly as well. And I feel every virtual assistant should always be training their mind in many different ways. And you've got those mini classes? Yes, we do. We have the mini classes. And I agree with you because, oh my goodness, there's so much going on right now. This is such a new field and there's so much new technology taking place. And people are really beginning to think outside of the box in a lot of respects. So we are launching a new series of courses uh, over the summer starting July the 1st. And some of the courses are free and others are at a uh, reasonable cost, ranging anywhere from 25 to $250, depending on the course. And I also want to state that the VANA membership uh, participants in your organization, they could use their 20% discount on the mini courses as well. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. I've got Danielle on the line here, too, Danielle Ruffin. Do you want me to bring her into the conversation here? Oh, most definitely. Let's let's give it a try and see if we can get her in here. Hi, Danielle. Can you hear me? Hi, Tanya. I sure can. Oh, that's good. Uh, Phyllis is here with us. Hello, Phyllis. Hi, Danielle. Oh, this is great. All of us together. We're just talking a bit about VAU. We were just talking about the benefits that a student will walk away with as an alumni of VAU. And you're a past student, so we'd love to hear what the benefits are from you. Sure, I'd love to share. I came to VAU, although I had um, 
over 19 years experience in the administrative career field. I researched the virtual assistance industry beginning in 1999, and um, there were some changes that took place in my life, so I went and put that on the back burner. However, the desire never left me. I knew that I needed training with regard to working virtually. So again, I uh, in 2005, I, thought, I started to look again at training um, avenues with regard to becoming a BA, and I found BAU. I had the opportunity to actually meet and uh, speak with Janet Jordan. She was very motivating and encouraging, and after speaking with her, I knew that I wanted to train with her as a mentor. I went through VAU in November 2005 and graduated in April of 2006. And it was an experience that I will always treasure and value. It helped me to learn the marketing aspects of the business, the new technology resources. Uh, it also uh, helped me develop my client services and how I am to uh, structure my pay or the pay rates. And it helped me immensely. And I can say that without VAU, I would not be in the position that I am now in my life. I credit VAU with everything that's happened so far in my life. And it's been positive. And I only want to give back whatever I can do to help VAU. They've helped me continually. And I, I thank them for that. What a success story that is. That is very inspirational, definitely. And I also want to uh, credit VAU with giving me the confidence as a new business owner. Uh, coming from an employee background, I had the foresight to move ahead and to persevere and just grab myself by the bootstraps and take the techniques and the training that VAU had given me and just go for it. And confidence is one of those things you just can't find. And to find it at VAU so easily, I, I know just the people there alone are wonderful. The teachings must have shown so easily how to bring the confidence level up. Most definitely. There, there has been times when I may lose sight of something. I can call them and kind of just express to them what's going on and they can give me some information and guidance on how I can handle, you know, what I'm going through. And it has helped me. I can say that uh, now that I'm the Omaha area is educated with virtual assistance, my phone is ringing off the hook. Oh, isn't that amazing? And I thought that I would be in my own little office, you know, with five to six clients and, you know, I'm happy, but it just seems as though that's not, you know, set up for me. I'm, I'm to grow bigger than that. So, Danielle, I'll direct this question to you. I'm assuming you think it is important then to have proper virtual assistant training, correct? I do believe that you should have uh, virtual assistant training because it will only append to the knowledge that you currently have. And as long as you continue to learn and you gain information, you can always implement that information in, uh, into your business structure. So, yes, as I came out of corporate America, the things that I knew existed then is nothing to what I know now. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to suggest whether you're a new VA or a VA veteran that 
look into VAU. They are giving all our members 20% off on any of their training. They are the training central station out there on the net for virtual assistants. And I really want you to uh, go have a look at the show notes afterwards and and read more. Maybe, Danielle, you can send us a little bio about you and um, your little story. I could put it up on the VA talk shows. Sure. I I would like that. And Phyllis, are you still around there with us? Well, yeah, and I did want to add one more thing. Sure. One of the primary advantages of the training is that by the time the 20-week course has come to its end, mm-hmm. the student has a virtual assistance practice that is up and going. They've got their site, it's built, and then they've got a team of people available to help them along the way as they're establishing their clients And uh, Danielle has been such a wonderful addition to the Jordan team. So we're really excited about the fact that she chose VAU, and we're more excited about the fact that she's part of our team. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Phyllis. (laughs) Now, I have a question. The 20 weeks, is it a full-time period that they're in school? Well, the training, primarily because a lot of the people that are attending the school are currently employed. A lot of them are employed in full-time jobs, but they anticipate going into business for themselves. And for that reason, we have designed our school hours generally or in the evening so -hmm. that individuals who are currently employed can still get the information and the training that they need to establish their own home-based business. So generally, they're in the evening hours, and uh, they may last anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half, uh, sometimes two hours, depending on the topic and, you know, the number of students involved in the classroom. But um, we try to schedule the classes so that they're convenient for current working people, and uh, we sometimes have, like, our boot camp courses or mini classes are held on the weekend. Well, so we do everything idea. we do everything that we can to accommodate them now when they first enroll in the training Danielle you had that period of time where you had to do some reading before yes. you do your actual coursework yes. so there there is homework yes and uh, they are also uh, they have the advantage of having coaches mm-hmm. so that after the class session the coaches will meet one on one with the student to talk about their specific needs and their specific business niche. So it's very customized and it's very personalized, wouldn't you say, Danielle? Yes, I would. In that um, when you come into the uh, coaching sessions, um, the way that I worked uh, mine, I would go through my assignments and then I would write my questions down. the ones that really pertain to where I was headed with my business, each of um, each individual, their business is going to be them, so to speak. So what one of my peers would ask, the question that they were was most interested in may not have been what I was interested in knowing. But um, we all gained um, from the interaction. And the coaching session just added to that it was a value-added um, experience. So I always wrote my questions out, wrote the answers, did some, you know, extra referencing and studying so I can see where I was going to be headed within my niche. 
because at that time I didn't know what I was going to do. And, and it's so important to niche yourself now to uh, gain that extra unique selling proposition, isn't it? Yes, it is. Absolutely. Yes, it is. Now, uh, the boot camps, they sound kind of intensive. How are they? The boot camps are frequently, it depends on what people are interested in. We mm-hmm. might send out a survey from time to time to see what the needs are or to ascertain what the interest is. And then we'll design or customize a camp around a particular uh, topic of interest. Oh, but that's or a good idea. Or it may be a particular um, something that's new in terms of technology that we want to make sure our past GBAs are brought up to date. We try to keep abreast of all the current technology. So that classes are always changing, always evolving. And just because someone has attended the school and have graduated, we always have our doors open for our graduates to continue their learning process, as Danielle had mentioned. It's very important. And, and again, if I could just reiterate the fact that um, our VAU family, we don't want anyone to just come get what they need and, and maybe get isolated. There's always a, uh, a, a group of individuals who are very concerned about their personal success in their business endeavor. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you meet a lot of really close, good friends as well on this route with VAU. We definitely have a family. I yes, think. you do. And Danielle is special. You know, I when I met her the first time, immediately I had that connection. And, and I'd like to also add, um, I feel the same way about Phyllis and Belle. Um, and there is another VA that I've come to um, speak to quite often, um, and she's located in Bermuda. So, um, you know, we develop relationships. I've never met her personally. However, we do have a virtual relationship. It's growing, and I never would have had that had I not been an alum from a VAU. So I'm, I'm waiting for I'm waiting to meet more friends. Yeah, and, and you know what? It, I'm still surprised. Got to meet all you guys down in Dallas. It's amazing how small this world really is once we start connecting up virtually. Exactly. Uh, that's true. It certainly removes the boundaries as far as logistics and uh, time. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different way of processing information, a whole different way of communicating and relating to individuals. And we're on the cusp of this whole new idea, this new way of doing business for the future. Mm-hmm. And I'm just excited about that because we are plowing the way because a lot of people are opting, even though they haven't been able to establish virtual assistance businesses apart from their employment. A lot of people are really wanting that opportunity to do their work at home. And I can imagine with the gas prices and things, oh, we're going to have to change the way we do business, period. I'm sure in 10 years from now, every Tom, Dick, and Harry will be working from home if they can. Well, let's hope that includes Mary Sue and Ruth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're funny, (laughs) man. So for all the Tom, Dick, and Harrys and Mary Sue's and Ruth's out there, we invite you to come and check out virtualassistantu.com 
They're a great organization, a great group of people. I love them to death when I met them, and uh, I hope you can get to meet them too. Ladies, thank you very much for joining us today, and we will have show notes at vatalkshow.com. And if you want to continue conversing with them, you can interact with Phyllis and Danielle at the forum. I'll show them their way in there in case you still want to interact with them and ask them questions, or you can email them directly as well. So thank you very much, Danielle, for showing up, and uh, Phyllis for being here. This is great. thank you. Thank you, Tanya, for the opportunity. Let me also just say again, look forward to our new redesigned website that should be up and going uh, the latter part of June. So that's just right around the corner. I'd like for everybody to check us out. Are you looking to get out of your 9-to-5 job? Would you like to start your own profitable clerical business? Maybe you are new to the virtual assistant business and looking for templates and resources to get you over the hump of starting your own home-based business. I suggest you take a good look at the virtual business startup system created by Tanya Sutherland, a VA herself since 1997. This system will help any virtual assistant get over the mountains that are involved in setting up a new virtual business. Her 30-day program has been proven time and time again in countries all over the world to be simple, easy, and effective, even for someone who has never owned, managed, or operated their own business. In just 30 days, you'll be well on your way to creating your own financial security without depending on anyone else. Invest in the virtual business startup system found at www.vanetworking.com. You won't be disappointed. To inform, educate, and entertain you, the VA Talk Show presents our featured guest speaker. If you don't have a penny to spend on advertising, but you want the world to know about your VA business or about anything else you sell or promote, you'll get lots of advice to with today's featured guest, Joan Stewart, also known as the Publicity Hound. Now, Joan will tell you how to catch the attention of frazzled news directors, busy reporters, and grumpy editors. In fact, Joan worked as a grumpy editor at three daily newspapers and the Business Journal in Milwaukee. She'll also explain how to create a huge presence for yourself and your clients on the Internet and why helping your clients with their publicity campaigns can be one of the most valuable ways to grow your VA business. Joan's own publicity campaign began at age 10 when her hometown newspaper wrote a story about a blue ribbon she won for a 4-H sewing project at the Ohio State Fair. Today, she shows people how to use the media to get thousands of dollars in free publicity. She also publishes the free online newsletter called the Publicity Hounds Tips of the Week, read by 30,000 people around the world. Let's welcome the Publicity Hound, Joan Stewart. Joan, thank you for being on the show. Hi, Tanya. Hi, everybody. It's great to be here. This is my first time in front of this audience, and I'm delighted to be here. Yeah, I'm very excited about today's show, too. Today's show, everyone, is on how to promote yourself and your clients online and offline and get thousands of dollars in free publicity. And the reason I'm so excited is because I'm in the midst, Joan, of a big publicity campaign myself for Vanna and for the VA talk show. So I'm hoping to learn a few tips myself today. (laughs) Your timing is perfect. Yes. So, Joan, why do you think it's so important for virtual assistants to add publicity skills to their current offerings? Why wouldn't our client just hire a publicist? 
Well, for a couple of reasons. Your clients could, of course, hire a publicist, but publicists can be very expensive, especially the good ones. Publicists, some of them um, charge retainers of $2,000 a month. Now, again, these are publicists who are really good at what they do, but for clients who cannot afford to hire even little small publicists, their VAs can do a lot of um, the publicity campaign for them. So if virtual assistants add publicity skills to their offerings, it's a value added for the client. And the better you are and the more you know how to help a client get publicity, the more you can raise your fees. It's that simple. And and this is so true because I do a lot of what you... um, teach in your classes i i do that for my clients and i've been able to you know raise my rates from 35 dollars an hour up to 125 dollars an hour so this is something that can really help you niche your services as a virtual assistant well i think you're the perfect example of what i just talked about Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, i'm guessing uh some virtual assistants will feel terribly uncomfortable calling journalists on the telephone and stuff does it require a lot of training um, well, yes and no. First of all, I should say that I'm, I'm a firm believer that if virtual assistants are getting publicity for themselves, okay, if you're going to be following all the tips I talk about during the next 25 minutes or so, and you want to use these tips to get publicity for yourself, you, sh- you will be pitching journalists on the telephone. And yes, it can be a little bit intimidating, mm-hmm. but a lot of journalists are not even answering the phone these days. So much of your contact will be done through email. And if you position yourself in such a way on the internet so that journalists can find you, which I think is optimum, they will be coming to you instead of you having to go out to them. And if you do have to talk on the phone, you can learn how to pitch. Um, It's going to take a little bit of research on your part and a little bit of training, but it can be done. If If you are going to be helping your clients with publicity, you will not be pitching journalists on on behalf of your clients, and here's why. I worked in the newspaper industry for 22 years, and whenever I would answer the phone, and there would be somebody's assistant on the other end asking me a question about whether or not I can run Mr. Mr. Importance story in the paper, mm-hmm. it always gave me the feeling that Mr. Important didn't think I was important enough to talk to. So he sent his assistant to talk to me. And it just, it doesn't send a very good message. So even though virtual assistants can be doing a lot of things in the background to help the boss with publicity or the client, the client will be the one who will be, in most cases, making direct contact with the media. Right. Okay. Joan, so we can use these skills not just to promote our clients, but ourselves as well as virtual assistants, correct? Absolutely. The skills that I teach, the tips that I give people on how to get free publicity can be used not only in the work that you do for your clients, but in your own business. You can be pitching story ideas about your virtual assistant um, company or Mm -hmm. business to the media. Okay, so this is really beneficial not just for our clients, but for ourselves as well to learn how to do this. That's right. (laughs) Now, Back to the clients, are they going to expect us to reach media outlets for them that they could get into, or are they going to have targeted lists that they might want 
us to cover or is it a both? Well, it's actually both. You might be, you might, let's say, for example, you bring a new client on board. That client will find out that you have the ability to help get him or her publicity. And they may say to you, um, well, Tanya, this is great, but I don't know where to start. At that point, the client can tell the virtual assistant what magazines, what newspapers, what newsletters, what websites are read by people in their target audience. And those are the media outlets that you can then research and go about helping the client to get into. Okay? In, in some cases, you may get a contract with a client who already has a targeted list of media outlets that he knows he wants to get into. So he'll simply turn the list over to you, and then you can do the work that you want to do. Now, the third option is the client might give you a list of media contacts, and you may be able to do research online to find even more media outlets or more things online, like blogs or electronic newsletters that the client could get into. And could I give you an example of yes. how, how a VA can do research? And some VAs might be aware of this. I think it's one of the most powerful publicity tools out there. It's called Google Alerts. Um, Google has this nifty tool where you can just go to um, google.com and type in Google Alerts, do a search for that, and there'll be a link where you can just click on Google Alerts. It will come up, and you want Google every single day or once a week or as often as it happens to email you a list of all the places online where articles show up that have specific words in them. And I'll give you an example. I'm an expert on press releases and publicity, so I set up two separate Google Alerts, one for publicity and one for press releases. And I also set up a third one, by the way, for news releases, because news releases and press releases are the same thing. Every day, Google delivers to me a list of all the articles online, all the bloggers who have blogged about publicity. Then I can click on those links and go over and check out what's happening at this website, at this blog. I can find out, find out who wrote this particular article, and it alerts you to all the places online that are discussing the topics that you or your client are interested in. Yeah, that works really good. I use it myself for all of my clients. Like I've got one that's aviation DVDs. And whenever anybody speaks about them, that pops up in my Google Alerts. By the way, we'll put the Google Alerts link on the VA Talk Show notes so that everyone can find it. It works so well to find new places to promote my client is the Google Alerts. Writing press releases, is this something that a VA could do for their client? Oh, absolutely. A, a virtual assistant can, in fact, write a press, re a press release for a client. And let me talk about press releases uh, for a little while because this is important. Most people think that the way to get media attention is that you have to write a press release. And it, that used to be the case, let's say, 10 or 20 years ago. Um, and that was the reason that you wrote a press release was to get the media interested in you. Today, in 2007... All the rules have changed. Now that people are online and millions of people a day are using the search engines to search for information, we're not only writing press releases anymore, only for journalists. 
We're writing them for consumers, for all these people who search online, for all these different topics. And if you have written a press release and you have used one of the major press release distribution services, or if you have it at your website, or if it's picked up by the Google or the Yahoo news feeds, that press release will be found by people who can then click on the links in those releases and go right over to your website and sign up for your newsletter or call you on the phone for consulting services or do anything else, even if media people have not covered you. That's the beauty of press releases. So today, they're more powerful than ever. Mm -hmm. Do Do you have any courses on this yet or anything, Joan, that can help some VAs out there? You know, this topic is the one topic that I get the most requests on from all the publicity topics out there. Everybody struggles with press releases. Mm -hmm. So last summer, I finally created a free email tutorial that anybody can sign up for. It's an extremely long course, but I promise you, if you stick with it, by the time you're done, it will be like you've earned a master's degree in how to write press releases. And there will be a link at the VA uh, talk show notes section where you can sign up for this course. And as soon as you sign up for it, you'll get your first lesson that day and stick with it. It's an 89-day course, but it is it is thorough and it is the only course I know of of its kind and it is absolutely free, F-R-E-E. Everybody, I want you to sign up for Joan's How to Learn How to Do These Press Releases and then once you've done your press release, Joan, we just started up an article database. It's for press releases as well for only virtual assistant press releases. So we'll leave a link on the show notes as well for that. So once you've done this press release that you you learn through Joan's course, you can go post it at our press release submission area. Now, Joan, tell us some other ways to get publicity online. There's got to be many other ways to do it as well. Oh, there, there are dozens and dozens of ways. There are probably hundreds of ways. Let me tick off a couple of my favorites. First of all, if you're a virtual assistant, you can be writing articles to promote your own business, or you can write, you can ghostwrite articles for your client that help position the client as an expert and you can be you can be posting them at some of the free article directory sites and i'll give you one of my favorites it's called easing articles.com e-z-i-n-e articles.com it's a free article directory site where publishers editors website owners anybody can come to the site and lift all of this content and reprint it and the deal is they're allowed to reprint it but they have to reprint it intact with your byline and with the author resource box at the end that links back to your website. So you should be writing articles for article directory sites. Number two, I think if you one of the best ways to promote your business is to start blogging. Anybody who wants to promote their business and pull traffic into your website like a magnet should be blogging because the search engines love blogs. That's why. Um, The third, if you don't have the time to do your own blog, go to other people's blogs and post comments. When you post comments at somebody else's blog... In 99.9% of the cases, you will get a link back to your own website from your, com- from your comment. And it's a great way to become known within your particular niche. 
Next, MySpace is the, the biggest and most popular social networking site. So get a page set up on MySpace. You can even set up a blog at MySpace. Um, you're not supposed to promote at MySpace, but I think most people do. They promote something, either a product or a service or a cause or an issue, and there are lots of cool things you can do at MySpace. YouTube is a very popular place to post videos of you doing something in your business or of mm-hmm. your client doing something. If you have a client who's a speaker, that she can maybe post video of one of her speaking engagements at YouTube as a way to get more people to pull into her own website. Craigslist is the biggest free online community bulletin board that offers dozens and dozens of ways to promote anything that you're selling or any cause or issue that you feel strongly about. Here's another site that gets huge traffic, Amazon.com. I would guess that that's probably one of the top 10 or the top 20 websites on the internet. You can use Amazon.com, for example, to post book reviews of other people's books. You can post your own articles at Amazon. You can post tip lists like um, eight ways virtual assistants can help you in your business. You can post a little list like that at Amazon right in the area where Amazon sells books that are that sort of tie into the topic of the virtual assistant industry. So I just ticked off about seven or eight ways online that if you devoted all of your, you could devote all of your time just to the things I talked about and not do anything else. Yeah, Joan, we could probably have you back on the show to talk about each one of those individually too because there's so much for each of them. Let's grab one, blogs. How can um, we help our client if he has a blog? How can we help him promote it? Um, There, you know, there's a a lot of... um, controversy about in in the blogging community about whether or not um, someone who has a blog should let somebody else ghost write for them and the bloggers the really good bloggers say that you should not have anybody ghost write items for you at your blog the blogger really needs to write them himself or herself so because they really know their own their writing has a certain voice it has a certain style that a ghostwriter probably wouldn't be able to pull off. But I know some cases where some people have the virtual assistants actually posting for them. Um, one of the things virtual assistants could do for their clients is they can set up one of these Google Alerts that we talked about and go through all the Google Alerts that Google delivers to you every day and find the influential bloggers out there where the client might want to go over to that blog and post something. Now, you know, setting up these Google alerts and looking through this long list that Google delivers to you is really time-consuming, and the client probably wouldn't want to do this because it just eats up time. But this is something the virtual assistant could do. So the virtual assistant spends, let's say, 45 minutes a day going through all these Google alerts, and after she's gone through them, she emails the client three or four links of blogs, of really good blogs, where that blogger has talked about something specific that the client could respond to with a comment. 
that'll save a lot of the client's time. Now, you know, in some cases, here's something else the VA could do. Uh, there's no reason why the virtual assistant can't find a couple of these um, really influential blogs and post a comment that the client already has written. And I'll give you an example. We just talked about my free press release writing course, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. I want to know every single time somebody online, especially a blogger, is blogging about the topic of press releases. So I set up a Google alert, and when I, I visit these blogs, and if I find that it, it looks like it's a pretty good blog, and it seems to get a lot of traffic, and it has a good Google page rank, I have, in a macro key, because I use macros, it's a little, it's a program called short keys. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a program that it lets me... Um, with just a couple of keystrokes, type a message that I don't have to keep typing over and over and over again every time I go to a blog. So I have a comment about my free press release course set up as a macro key. Oh, how cool is that? That is perfect. So let's say that the VA is working for a client who's a specialist in three different topics. The client could write a response that's sort of um, it's just a general response to a blogger who happens to be blogging about time management. And all the VA has to do is use the macro key, the short keys program, to post the comment at this blogger's blog. And the VA has essentially posted a comment for the boss, but the boss wrote the comment. Joan, that is a really good idea. You know, the macro key, maybe we can even put a show note to this program that you use for the macro keys so that people could find that program as well. Joan, what are some really fun things we can do for publicity? Oh, I'm glad you I'm glad you used the fun word, the <laughs> F word, because the F word. <laughs> now, publicity can be a lot of fun. Yeah. And let me tick off a couple of really fun things that I love doing. And these are things that virtual assistants can do for their clients. They can set up a special holiday for their client. I could have my virtual assistant create National Publicity Day or National Publicity Hound Week, or Be a Publicity Hound Month. And the the place that you do that is over at uh, Chase's Calendar of Events at chases.com, C-H-A-S-E-S.com, and we can put this link on the VA Talk Show Notes um, space as well, Tanya, Mm -hmm. for everybody listening to this. And then you use that special day, week, or month of the year to piggyback story ideas off of. Oh, that is such a cool idea. So that's yeah. the first one. Here's another fun one. Take surveys. A virtual assistant using a very simple program like SurveyMonkey, which is the program that I use, mm-hmm. and it's really inexpensive. You can put together really fun surveys, and the surveys can go at the client's website. They can go in the client's blog. If the, if the client happens to be a speaker, they can go into the client's handouts, and then tabulate the survey results and write a press release about the survey results and post the press release online. The third one is a contest. I see so many business people sponsoring fun contests. Let's say that you happen to do business for, let's say that one of your clients is an um, office supply store. They could sponsor a contest called the messiest desk in Dallas contest. <laughs> and the office supply store will give away um, some 
equipment to help keep you organized in your office if you happen to be the person who has the messiest desk. Now, if this contest were in Port Washington, Wisconsin, I would win the messiest desk contest right now because I'm looking around at my desk and there's just piles of stuff every place. So those are three really fun things people can do to get publicity. And I'm sure all the VAs out there are going to go to their local office store right now and do the messy desk one because it's such a good idea for virtual assistants. And let me, can I mention another topic Mm -hmm. that you could also create a contest around? And that is, if you can pick a topic that's really controversial and create a contest around a controversial topic, that's something that the media love because the media love controversy. And I hear so many people say to me that they don't want to be involved in controversy. They don't want controversial topics at their website. They don't want to blog about controversial things because if they do that, then heaven forbid, they're going to be in the media limelight. And I say to them, you want to be in the media limelight. That's exactly why you want to be involved in controversy. And you want to have strong opinions on a controversial issue. That's so important as in positioning yourself as an expert in your field, to have strong opinions on certain topics. I'm trying to think of something controversial right now that I could do right now for a press release. <laughs> You've got me so excited to do all this publicity now. Everyone, Joan has provided us with so much stuff in this today's talk show. I know, Joan, that you have a training program coming up in June for virtual assistants, specifically for virtual assistants. I really want to tell everyone out there that you really need to learn what Joan is speaking about. It's just going to be so beneficial for your business. You're going to increase your income enormously because you're going to be able to do something that other virtual assistants can't do. So, Joan, tell us a bit about your training program. We'll have everything up on the VA talk show notes as well. Okay, um, I am hosting a training program specifically for virtual assistants or for assistants of any kind who help either the boss or their clients with publicity. It will be held June 11th through the 15th. You don't have to get on an airplane. You don't have to pay for a hotel. You don't have to get in your car to drive anyplace. It'll, the entire course will be done over the telephone um, all five days from noon to 2.30. Eastern Time. I'm going to be covering 10 different publicity-related topics, and then I'm doing a bonus session the following Monday on June 18th on the topic of affiliate programs and how virtual assistants can set up another revenue stream for themselves by getting involved in affiliate programs. My course will cover all aspects of publicity, and if you stick with the course, um, you will know how to help the boss manage or the client manage a publicity campaign. And I promise you, you will learn how to do things that a lot of professional PR people don't even know how to do. And I know that because I have a lot of professional PR people emailing me asking me how to do a lot of the things that I'm going to be teaching. And the link for the page where you can learn about every single detail that you will learn in the course will be on the list that Tanya is going to put together for you. 
I think your course is great, Joan, and one that has been needed for a long time. So thanks for sharing it with us. I should also add that I'm going to be recording the entire course. And so if somebody cannot attend for a couple days, or let's say you're going on vacation that whole week, I will have the course available as MP3 downloads for everybody who signs up. And they'll get those as part of the course. And they can listen to those afterward if they like. You know, just download them to your hard drive or to your iPod. And then I will also be offering the course as a separate product. Okay, perfect. Well, Joan, you have to come back and talk to us more about publicity. I mean, the, there was not enough time to have you on the show today. I we wish I had about ten or fifteen. I know topics. so I could much. Do a whole hour on. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to have you back. I mean, this was great. Um, you have so much to share our audience, and so right up the alley of what we all need to learn as virtual assistants. Uh, Joan, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. Joan is the publicity hound. Don't forget who she is. And again, Joan, thank you so much. Oh, it's been great. It's been great fun. The time has just flown. I know. Okay, so everyone, check out the VA Talk Show notes and all the links that Joan and I have talked about today will be located there for you to easily find after the show. Thank you, Joan. Thank you. Brent Riley joins us for another episode of Rock Talk. Brent, are you awake there? Or are you having an afternoon siesta? <laughs> no, I, no, I am here. I am here. <laughs> yeah, it's just we're in different time zones. That's that's the whole difference. No, we aren't, are we? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Excuses, excuses. So this week uh, we told everyone we'd be talking about Firefox extensions. Yes, Firefox extensions. What are they? Well, actually, um. Firefox is kind of, when you first get a Firefox, it's pretty limited on what it can do. It does have tab browsing and some other nice features. You basically have to build it the way you want it. You actually have to download Flash plugins and all the different types of plugins. But one of the advantages is you get extensions and you can create a browser that is so user-friendly and does so many different things that you ever wondered how you ever lived without it. Exactly. And and in case anyone doesn't know what Firefox is, it's a browser that you can use instead of Internet Explorer. Yay! Yay! <laughs> and it's actually more secure than Internet Explorer. Oh, that's cool and, to know. Yes, it protects you from spyware. As long as you don't say yes to anything, you know, nothing will ever protect you from your own browsing behavior. Right. Just random spyware being put on your computer just by going to a web page will protect you. That's bonus enough to use it then, isn't it? That is bonus enough. And then the tab browsing is just uh, amazing. I have quite a few extensions that I use constantly, and I just love them. It makes uh, browsing more fun. What do you use a lot? I'm going to give you a link to the page where you can look at all the extensions. And it is a little overwhelming because there are a lot of them. So you just have to pick and choose which ones you want. And I've actually downloaded extensions and then uninstalled them because they didn't really fit my needs. But here are a few that I um, can't live without. My favorite one is called the uh, Foxmarts Bookmark Synchronizer. <laughs> what the heck is that? <laughs> okay. It sounds a lot, a lot more fancier than it really is. Okay, so I have a laptop. I have my home computer. I take my laptop. I, I go out in the field. Well, 
when I want my bookmarks from my desktop on my laptop. Oh, cool. You install the extension on both of them, and then, no matter which computer you're on, if you add a bookmark, it automatically loads them up to a server and then down to the other computer. So no matter where you are, on which computer, you always have all your bookmarks, no matter where you are, and it synchronizes them automatically. Oh, that's very cool. So, Brent, what we'll do today, then, is maybe talk about a few of these, and you'll give links exactly to those ones as well for us? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, okay. Yeah, so that is my favorite, because I'm constantly, like, uh, you know, and I used to, like, have to export the bookmarks, you know, put them on a thumb drive, bring them over to my laptop, stick it in, Mm -hmm. import the book. Don't have to do that ever again. It's all done automatically for me. I never have to worry about losing my bookmarks well, not number one, losing my bookmarks and then automatically keeping them all up to date. Yeah, and forgetting them when you're out in the road. Yes. So. Yeah, I can never remember bookmarks. I have millions of them. Okay, what's your next favorite? My next favorite, Firefox Showcase. Because I have quite a few tabs open at all times, mm-hmm. you know, like 10 or 12. With one, like, hit of F12, it gives me a visual rep- representation of every web page that is on my tabs and then oh, I that's just cool it is <laughs> so you're like which one is it because after a while all the tabs you can't even you don't even know what they are anymore yeah there's too many so you can't read you them. A, no you hit f12 you have a visual representation of every page and you just click which one you want it's a very nice feature the other one i use is called it's called foxy tunes because i listen to music mm-hmm. i uh surf yep and at the very bottom of the browser, there's a little toolbar that lets me uh, open up iTunes or actually any any media player you want. You can add it to that, and it has all the commands. So you don't always have to have you know your media player up on your screen. It lives at the bottom of your browser. That's foxy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. Um, you know about the little search uh, bar at the upper right-hand side, right, where it says... Usually it has a G there for Google. You can actually put in many different search engines. I love movies. So Uh I put in an Internet Movie Database search. So I just type in a name, hit Control and the down arrow, and it selects which search engine I'm looking for, and I hit Enter, and then it takes me right to that website with my search results. Now, is that the Google toolbar you're talking about or something? No, it's in Firefox, uh, right next to the address bar on the right-hand side. Oh, I see little, it, yeah. Yeah. So if you hit the little F, here, can you hit it? What What happens when you drop down yours on the left? If you just I have the, Google, Yahoo, Amazon, Answers, eBay. There you go. Those are the ones that automatically come yeah. with it. Now, if you hit... Uh, Add engines, you can... Add engines, oh, right. Cool. And then you can manage them, like you can get rid of ones that you don't use. I didn't even think that was there. I've never right. used that. Oh, and I do got... that for Amazon. If I'm looking for a product, uh-huh. I just hit the Amazon search, I type something in, hit enter, and it gives me all the results in Amazon. Because Same with eBay. It's got Mer- Merriam-Webster, the dictionary, yes, which would I be really handy. Yeah. Yes. And the Food Network, in case I need to order some food online. Right, and Flickr, if you're looking for photos, yeah. searching for photos. A lot of people are using Flickr now, eh? Yes, they are, actually. And uh, we ran across a little free PowerPoint program that uses Flickr. Oh, and you know what, everyone? It has LinkedIn, too. I know a lot of people are using LinkedIn um, for their networking online. Yes. So that uh-huh. you can add it as well. Yes, you can. There's 
there's all kinds of search engines that mm-hmm. you can use. And, That's a good one. Uh, I found them. It's for like Creative Commons or Answers.com for technical stuff. Now, what's that browser or what's that extension called again? Well, that's just uh, Firefox oh, that's a, add-ons. It's yeah. just a search engine. But it's it feels like an extension because it does so many things. Mm-hmm. There is an extension. It's, uh, let's see, I can't remember what it's called. It, it's for a dictionary. You can actually highlight a word on a web page, mm-hmm. right-click it, and then it'll ask, and then the drop-down will be search word. It'll be look in the dictionary for that word. Oh, and it'll you give know, you the definition. Actually, I'm at the Fire add-ons and there's a section called dictionaries, and you can add a dictionary on there, an yes. English, whatever language you want. Exactly. How cool is that? Pretty cool. Even an, yeah, even English Canadian dictionary. I'm installing it right now. Oh, we'll see if I crash. <laughs> what would an English Canadian dictionary? That'd be a yo hoser, and that would be like, hey, hey, hey man, <laughs> hey would be like what? Hey, I can't bloody well hear you. There's an SEO one. Yes, I use that. Oh, you do? I use... The RankQuest SEO toolbar. No, I don't use that. What I use is an extension. Uh-huh. Um, it is called the SEO for Firefox. Ah. There's uh, quite a few of them, actually. Mm-hmm. And it'll give you, uh, you know, it'll give you tools for SEO information. This SEO for Firefox is really, really cool. I really it? recommend it. What it does is when you do a search in Google and you have it turned on, it will give you all the backlinks to um, out of every search engine. So say I'm looking You're for Media Mage you know, right. to see right. who's linked to me. Right. I just click that button, the SEO, and it'll tell me everybody that's linked to me on every search engine imaginable. Oh, that's so, pretty cool. Yeah. That's kind of actually, cool. yeah. Google does a, actually. It's a, a type command in Google that will also do that. But yeah, that's pretty cool. Now, what's another one I use all the time? Being that I do some web design as well, and I, I'll be looking at a web page and want that color. I'll think that's a really cool color. What's the hexadecimal? Or hexadecimal. Hexadecimal. Uh-huh. hexadecimal that's uh-huh. the word. <laughs> um, and this, you just pick up the little. It's called uh, Colorzilla. Okay. Colorzilla, yes. Yeah, and you just pick up the little um, thing, click it on. It's like an eyedropper. It's an eyedropper. Yeah, nice. it's a like better word than thing. Uh-huh. You just... <laughs> That's the Canadian dictionary version. You pick up the little thing, and, no, the little eyedropper, and you click it on whatever color you want the hex numbers for, and it'll tell you right there. That is pretty awesome. Yeah, it yeah. is cool. Another cool one is the 404 Pages Not Found. Okay. You ever gone to a, you know, you're doing a search and you hit click and it's the page is not there. Uh-huh. It's an extension. You click the right click it and it looks through the Wayback Machine and finds the page that used to be there and then will display it for you. Oh, that's cool. That is very cool. I don't know how many times I've done some uh, tech research and found that the page is no longer there. Mm-hmm. But with one click of a button, it'll show you. It'll give you many variations of themes. I mean, what pages were actually there over a period of time. How many um, extensions do you think they have now? Must be thousands. Must be thousands. There's one for uh, cards. You can play card games. Mm-hmm. Like 27 different solitaire games. Yeah, I checked my um, AdSense. I have AdSense. Yes. And I have an AdSense notifier, so I just have to click and see how much money I made today on that. 
didn't you also tell me you had one for eBay? Like, uh, it shows you the latest quotes for or the latest bids from something you're bidding on or yeah, something? Yeah, I used to have that one. I'm, I'm not sure if it's around anymore or what, Some, but uh, I did have one like that. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, it just automatically. And then there's uh, one for RSS feeds. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I use that one because I've subscribed to a few RSS feeds, and it just comes to me automatically in my browser, and I have the option to to click on it or not and it just kind of hides away now the only problem i had with these in the olden days whenever mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. was as soon as i'd upload or get a new version of firefox all my add-ons didn't work now how's that work now yeah it's still the same uh there are some extensions that just you know because they're uh, they're open source mm-hmm. so it's they're not written by mozilla they're written by programmers so if they choose not to upgrade you know, to the latest version of Firefox. Most of them do, though. I see all mine need to be do. upgraded right now. So some some fall off the face of the planet, but usually they're replaced with something else. Oh, the most important Firefox extension that people have to put on uh-huh. is the Virtual Assistant Networking <laughs> Toolbar. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's like so totally cool. It's not an well, extension. It's it's no, a toolbar. It's a toolbar. But it does work with Firefox, and it has everything on it from all your virtual assistant groups are on there, all your um, links to the forum are there. You get an RS feed to the forum so you know when new topics are coming up. Plus, you get all these links to all these resources like FTP programs, software, everything you need to know. Plus, all the other organizations are on there as well, so you can click right through to them. Well, there you go. Yes. Very cool indeed. Just have fun and play with different ones. And they're easy to install and they're easy to uninstall. It's it's definitely very addictive. And for those people that don't want to use it because they love IE, isn't there mm-hmm. an extension that oh. turns your browser into IE or something? Yes. <laughs> it's a very good one. Because I don't know if you've ever been to a site that says can only be used with Internet Explorer, you yeah. know, 5.0 or above. Yeah, some idiots built it like that. That's right. There is an extension that will turn. You just right-click on a link, and it says Open in IE tab, and it converts your browser into Internet Explorer. It's very cool. I've used it. It's very cool. And that way you can leave. It just opens another tab, yet you're still in Firefox. And then it puts a little icon in the lower right-hand corner. You can actually switch your whole browser to Internet Explorer at any moment and then switch it right back mm-hmm. without losing anything. I know what I'm going to be doing is spending hours and hours looking through these silly extension links that you're going to be giving us. <laughs> oh, I know. It is, it is kind of... And I'm just, like, scratching the surface. I know. So what do you think? Is that, like... Our story on Firefox. Go get it. I think that's Try it. Try it go, out. Yes, have some fun. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. It's addictive too. You're going to be like this Firefox addictive extension user. Extension, yes. There's <laughs> games, there's anything you could think of, someone has created. It really is nuts. But it makes the browser more um, user friendly. Okay, so uh, I guess that's it for this week. Um, I think that's it. Okay, Brent, uh, thanks so much for telling us all about Firefox. Later. Bye-bye. From the 
creators of my insane blind boss. In the dyslexic billionaire comes this season's hottest new reality show, Extreme Toddler Makeover. Because, let's face it, some kids are just downright ugly. Seriously. Take two-year-old Joshua. He was more bloated than Ruben stuttered after a weekend chili cook-off. After two hours of liposuction on his chubby torso, he was ready for a visit to the Neverland Ranch. Plus, we gave him a handlebar mustache. <laughs> for no reason. We just thought it was freaking funny. And 18-month-old Ashley. Ooh, even a mother couldn't love that face. And what's up with that lip? You've got to tune in to see these amazing results. Extreme Toddler Makeover, Tuesday nights, right after America's Funniest Beaver Attacks. Why, 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 why? Join Carrie and Tanya, your hosts of WebWise. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of WebWise with Carrie Flatler of www.snap-va.com and myself, Tanya Sutherland of MediumAge.com, your internet marketing team here at the VA Talk Show. Carrie, I hear your long weekend was a bit snowy. <laughs> yeah, it actually was. It snowed last night. My little boy came running up to me this morning and said, Mom, there's snow outside. So I wasn't very happy. Well, don't you guys know it's like <laughs> summertime? Yeah, we. it was really warm out last week, and then it snowed last night, and now it's all melting again. I know. I heard it was supposed so, to go up to 18 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So... Let's keep our fingers crossed because I'm really tired of winter. <laughs> so am I. Anyhow, uh, today we're going to talk about why it can be webwise to outsource your SEO. SEO is search engine optimization for anyone that doesn't know that. Uh, we've got a few points to discuss. Carrie, you want to take it away here? Sure. Um, the first point is really something you have to ask yourself, and that is how fast can you climb the learning curve to learn how to optimize a website? It, it's actually... The, the basics are the basics, and they stay the same over time, but learning how to do it well, there's a little bit of an art to it, can take time, and you might find yourself going back over and back over and back over things. Um, so you have to ask yourself if your business can really afford you to be away from your desk working on optimizing your website. And in the early phases of your business, say prior to your launch, or if you really don't have a lot of clients or business yet, you might be able to afford the time to learn it, and that's great. But if you have a really busy practice going, you have lots of clients, and your time is really a commodity, um, you might not really be able to afford to take the time to study up on SEO and actually implement it. It's good to know the basics, but um, it's really it can be really time-consuming in the beginning. Yeah, I, I know when I was first learning it, I probably spent two-thirds of my day just reading. Um, yep. reading forums, books, everything I could get my hands on about optimization. Yeah, there's so much information. Yeah, and, and then even after that, I mean, I spend a good hour every morning just keeping on top of everything yeah. that's new out there. So it, it is, what would you call it, it's a career mindset of its own. Yeah, it really is its own industry. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have to have a lot of time and patience to spend on it. It can be done. Absolutely. Yes. Anyone can learn it. Just make sure that you're not taking your time away from making money. 
on your business. Right. Another thing that, uh, another good point is the copywriting. Uh, that's your specialty more than mine. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, you really need a, a natural flair to write copy f- so that it comes up high in the search engines, adding your keywords in a natural flowing way and, and yeah. different things like that. It, it's a skill that you can learn, but you also have to want to be a, in the writing mode or be a writer as well. Yeah. And it's one of those things you get asked a lot on the forums, you know, well, how many times do I mention a keyword or how how do I insert my keywords so that, you know, I rank better Mm -hmm. for that phrase? And there's not really a definitive answer to that. And most of the search engine optimizers who've been around for a while will tell you there is no formula. It just feels right when you have the right mix of content and key phrases and it flows together like you said and it sounds good to the to the reader um you just know when it's done you Mm -hmm. know when you've optimized a page and it's finished but there's not really a formula you can't say well say the keyword three times in the first two paragraphs because that might not you know (laughs) i wish it was that simple but it just might not sound good and if your page doesn't sound good you're not gonna no amount of rankings will help you anyway no. And, and exactly, you have to sell to your reader. And if your reader thinks it's jam stuff full of keywords and makes no yes. sense to them, they're not going to read it. So what? Yep. who cares if it comes up in the top of the search engines if yep. no one's going to read it, right? Exactly. And I see it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Another one is, and this is probably a little bit overlooked by small business owners, but an outside consultant can provide a lot of objectivity mm-hmm. to a search campaign. So for example... Um, if I have a new client and I ask them to provide me to sort of start brainstorming some keywords to get started on their keyword research, they might come up with what's obvious to them as a keyword list. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's obvious to you may not be obvious at all to your target market. So a search, a search engine optimizer or a search marketing consultant can bring some objectivity to the table and say, well, have you thought of it? from the angle of your target market. You know, we talk about this all the time with virtual assistants. Well, not a lot of people know what a virtual assistant is. So they're probably not going to type that into a search. They're going to type in help with web design or, you know, whatever it is that they're looking for. Mm -hmm. So you really sometimes need someone from the outside looking in on your business. Yeah, that isn't using all the buzzwords and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, they can also just look at your content and the way your navigation is arranged and things like that and just see some holes in the flow. That might not make sense to your user. They might make might have made sense to you when you built your website, but the website isn't really for you. It's for your target market. Yeah, and what I was going to just say there is even I, as an internet marketer, use Carrie to throw stuff back on. So I'm always yeah. getting an outside consultant to have a look at stuff too, because you will give me a different thought process to something as well that I might have overlooked or might never have thought of, right? Yeah, we do that all the time. Mm-hmm. We, and that's it's so important to, to do that research and to get other points of view. There's my phone. <laughs> there's a client now. <laughs> <laughs> and there's my annoying... Oh, there's your answering oh, service. <laughs> well, I'm glad you love us so much better that you'll ignore your call there for a few minutes. Well, I'm just going to carry on and we all get calls in the background. Marketing is not a cost. It's an investment. Professional SEO services can pay you back tenfold in the long run. 
despite immediate disbursement of cash. Um, if you've got no traffic, you've got no business, right, Carrie? Exactly. Too often people look at their marketing as, well, I just have to spend, spend more cash. It's just another expense. It's just another line item in my budget. And you can't look at marketing that way because if you stop marketing, if you get complacent about your marketing, you have no customers. And if you have no customers, you have no business. So search engine optimization, if you're on the web, it should be a fundamental part of your marketing. It's an investment in the future of your business. So you're, you're building an, an audience that's going to last hopefully a long, long time and come back and keep spending money and spread the word and all those good things. Uh, another reason you should outsource your SEO, and we're not trying to discourage anyone here from doing it themselves, but professionals like Carrie and myself, we have a lot of professional tools and networks at our disposal that you might not have. We've got really cool software programs. I don't know. What other programs do we got? There's like stats programs and different things that we yeah, use yeah. That, we, that you don't have access to as a, a general virtual assistant, right? And just also, we're just used to using those tools. Um, we all know there are a lot of great free tools on the web too, but sometimes it takes a little bit of um, practice to get mm-hmm. good at using those tools and get efficient with them. You know, like Word Tracker is a really inexpensive one that lots of SEOs use, but it actually takes a little while to get a groove going with that program. When you first start out, it could take hours and hours and hours to do some keyword research, but mm-hmm. it doesn't have to. Yeah. And then project management too. That's a, that's a skill unto itself. And a good search consultant knows how to manage the project efficiently and keeps you on track. Mm-hmm. And so you could get your search campaign finished a lot quicker than if you were to do it by yourself because a good consultant will anticipate the obstacles and, you know, sort of weed out the tasks that you don't need to do and focus in on what you need to do to get it done. And then also we have access to other professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, you know, I'm running a site rebuild project right now, and in order to make the site more search engine friendly, the, the pages have to be rebuilt. The architecture has to be changed, and I need a programmer, a sophisticated programmer, to do that, um, and we don't all have access to, to that expertise. Any plugs so. for sophisticated programmers? <laughs> Um, I I don't want to give away my secret weapons. (laughs) I'll tell you when we we hang up. (laughs) Anyways, but, you know, let's not discourage people from doing it themselves. You can do it yourself. If you're on a small budget, it'd be better that you do a little bit of research and optimization yourself than none at all. Probably, Mm -hmm. well, highrankings.com, I love that forum. There's a ton of information there. Um, just yeah. go in and read. All you got to do is read a lot of Jill Whalen stuff, and, and she's a, a mm-hmm. good place to start. I'm trying to think of some other places. Carrie, do you got some other suggestions? And we can put them up on the show notes to learn how to do it yourself. Well, if you haven't signed up for the um, the free download at vatalkshow.com, yes, we you should. A little bit in there. Because mm-hmm. there's an SEO primer yep. in there. It's a giveaway, and it gives you sort of step-by-step basics on how to optimize your website. And even if you're not going to do it yourself, it's really good to know the terminology, to know the basic steps so that you can hire the right consultant and you won't get taken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, high rankings was my favorite when I started learning SEO. It was mine too. And I found a lot more after that. Um, 
What was I going to say? And if anyone on the VA Talk Show newsletter, if you've already signed up, um, we just added this new SEO primer to the newsletter as a special download in the last couple of weeks. And if you have the other download, it was the website design planning thing that I had on there before, just email media, M-E-D-I-A at VA Networking dot com. Ask for a copy of this that you're already on the newsletter. Send me a copy of Carrie and Tanya's SEO primer and I'll get a copy out of that to you. Don't be discouraged. Keep trying. SEO, it's an addiction when you get started doing it, isn't it, Carrie? Yes, yes it is. And we're probably just we're probably just creating a whole new body of competition by having this show because yeah. VAs are going to want to start offering this service. And it's not a bad idea. It's really in demand. So you can get your hands on some good materials and learn how to do it. And if you like it, it's actually um, a career unto itself. And it's really beneficial to your clients. So you've got to go get your kids. I've got to go and do something with my kids. So uh, how's the pregnancy going? Good? Pretty good. I actually am starting to feel like a human being. Yeah. I've been just so sick and I know miserable for the last three months not to discourage anyone who wants to have children but um only in the last few weeks I would say I've started to feel healthy yeah because not only did I have the morning sickness 24 hours a day but I was just sick all the time I had no immune system whatsoever which is a wonderful side effect of pregnancy yeah, <laughs> it's sort of a, a parasitic relationship the baby has with its mother at this point. Exactly. <laughs> they suck the life out of you, <laughs> but uh, they, they give do. lots back later. Yes, they do, <laughs> and they still suck later too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, you have teenagers. That's right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I love the baby stage. You know where you can cradle yeah. them and they don't talk back. It's when they're starting yeah, to talk. They're back. so malleable. <laughs> And keep your eye on them 24-7. Um, we'll see you next time on the VA Talk Show. We'll put notes up on the show for anything we've talked about in the show, links and stuff. And uh, see you next time, Carrie. See you later, Tanya. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. So until our next episode where VAs talk the walk, that's a wrap. Special thanks to Phyllis and Danielle for joining us from VAU and the one and only publicity hound, Joan Stewart, for sharing her marketing knowledge with us. Carrie and Brent, a big thanks to both of you for giving us once again interesting tips and tricks to keep our brains working in high gear. And to the people who keep us coming back each week, Thanks to all our listeners for joining us at the VA Talk Show, the netcast to inform, educate, and entertain virtual achievers all over the world. This is Tanya Sutherland saying aloha at the VA Talk Show, where VAs talk the walk. <laughs>